Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now. Ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch. And doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. Welcome to the show. It is uh, Wednesday, March 8th. Hope you're having a good start to your day today. Have you seen the moon out there this morning? Holy cow. It's almost bright enough to be the sun. It's, it's pretty intense. We got a lot to talk about today with uh, Tucker Carlson, who right now I think is the most hated person in Washington. Even though he's no longer in Washington, I think he, uh, ooh, he's not going to be invited to any of the cocktail parties, I don't think. Very interesting with what's going on there, by the way. And we'll talk about that coming up this morning. Also, later on this morning, our... um, Municipal election candidate interviews will continue. Judy Tender, who is uh, running for the Lynn Haven seat, she will be on later on this morning as well. And you know what? Honestly, I, I this hit me this morning on my way in because I'm now so busy with uh, my other duties and responsibilities. I completely forgot to post yesterday's show in the podcast. So during the... Um, during the show today, I'm going to try my best to uh, to get that up and running. It just, you know what I think it is? I need like five assistants in my life. I think that's where I'm at at this point. I just, I need somebody to, somebody to take care of stuff. I think that's what it is. Uh, anyhow, uh, good morning and welcome to the show. <sighs> Again, I, the thing that amazes me every day is how much stuff happens between yesterday and today. Just in the course of, of 20, what, 21 hours, it's amazing, the stuff that goes on. And, and it, I start off the show, and sometimes I don't even know which direction to go in because there's so much stuff. Right now, I could probably spend the next four hours uh, just talking about the left's heads exploding over Tucker Carlson. And there's a lot to actually look at this. And again, big picture. Got to look at the very big picture when it comes to what's going on with Washington right now. And this is the thing. When you whittle away at something long enough, eventually it's going to break. And this is exactly what we're seeing with the Democrats right now. And not only them, because I don't want to pigeonhole just them on this, because quite honestly, It's not just them. We have elitists in the Republican Party that are also just as bad and just as afraid right now. And again, you look at all of the things that are going on, and there are so many things that just make you go, hmm. 
And honestly, the, a lot of it is in information. Which should set off a lot of alarms for just about everybody. When it comes to the, the censorship demands that are out there. And the, the fear and, and watching how certain people are reacting. You watch how people from the January 6th committee are reacting. You watch how Chuck Schumer is reacting. And another one to watch too is Tater Tom McConnell. Some of the things that Tater Tom McConnell is responding to when it comes to Tucker Carlson is a little bit alarming. Not surprising at all. Because I think we all know where where uh, Tater Top McConnell stands, and it's not with us. And you guys, by the way, a lot of great insight from you guys. A lot of great opinions. And every time I get interaction from you guys, it kind of reaffirms the stuff that I see anyhow. The things that you guys are saying are kind of the same thing that I'm seeing all over the place in social media. And we're not blind to this. We see what's going on. And we're not happy. By the way, speaking of interaction, we have several ways that you can interact with the show. Obviously, you can call us at 233-9988 with the big old 850 for those that are listening on the stream. But you also, um, as I tell you all the time, Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash The Brian Ruster Show. Uh, I have a lot of interaction with you guys there. There's literally, and it's funny because some people have pointed this out when they've been in the studio. There's like a show behind the show. There's so much interaction going on um, and so much multitasking of communicating with you guys because you guys come up with great points. But we also have our new way of doing it. You can text us. You can just text uh, 850-233-9988. And you can tell me what's on your mind. That is a new service that we are now using. So uh, you can do that. And um, I can see your comments like, um, you know, Paige yesterday. Uh, she fired off a, a text to me um, with the insight uh, of the January 6th. She said, you know, the false flag shows was, uh, was put on for the public so that they could usher in a 10-foot fence or however tall it, uh, it is shutting the White House off from the public. And I know uh, you know the United States does not own the White House. The UN owns the White House, and there's no more left and right. In a lot of ways, you know that that it's kind of true. Our federal government, we've lost them. We have absolutely lost our federal government, and this is why it's so important that. The United States of America gets back to the United States of America, not the federated, federated government of America, not this federal government that oversees and is our landlord of it all. You shall bow down to what we say in Washington. Hey, Washington, how about sit down and shut the hell up? Why don't you listen to us? And I'm telling you, if this country is going to survive, one of the biggest things that has to happen is Washington needs to be spanked. It needs to have all of its power pulled away from it. It needs to make sure that we no longer have to fear what our federal government is going to do. 
And unfortunately, we have gotten away from what uh, America really was supposed to be. And it's not supposed to be a federally government-run nation. And with all of the corruption that's going on in Washington, it's hard to not believe there's not corruption. And watching what's going on right now um, with the Tucker Carlson uh, January 9th uh, video release is real interesting. And again, this is one of those look at the big picture. Look at who is afraid, who is upset, and what they're saying. Now, keep in mind, you have not only Chuck Schumer, who jumped on the floor of the Senate yesterday and opened his trap of nothing but lies, but you also have a Tater Tot that's jumping on that same thing. You would think that Tater Tot would be like, hey, you know what? It's good that we uh, we got the uh, the truth out on that and that the American people got to see the rest of the story and let the American people decide on this. Nope. Not what happened. Chuck Schumer literally took to the floor of the Senate yesterday and talked about the uh, the release of the footage on Tucker Carlson's show on Fox. And he said that to say January 6th was not violent is a lie. A lie, pure and simple. I don't think I've ever seen a primetime cable news anchor manipulate his views the way Mr. Carlson did last night. I don't think I've ever seen an anchor treat the American people and American democracy with such disdain. Obviously, he doesn't watch the nightly news. He goes on saying that, and he's going to come back tonight with another segment. And then he went on to say that Fox News should tell him not to. Fox News, Rupert Murdoch, tell Carlson not to run a second segment of lies. Hang on a second. I got to get my pocket copy of the Constitution out. I think there's something in there. Oh, where the hell is it? Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I was flipping through it, going towards, like, the back and everything, thinking it was somewhere deep in there. It's the first one. The First Amendment to our Constitution, which basically tells idiots like... And I almost said something completely different. Good job in the censorship there. Um, idiots like Schumer, that first part tells him to sit down and shut up. So here is the leader of the Senate, the Democrat leader of the Senate, publicly, on the record, standing on the floor of the Senate, telling the owner of one of the biggest news outlets in the country, really in the world, to censor one of his people and censor a story because he doesn't like it. And you know what's funny? Is that nobody blinked an eye at that one. Everybody should be outraged about the fact that the leader of the Senate, I mean, it's one thing if a, if a, a, a newbie nitwit got up there and said something stupid just to kind of... Uh, you know, get their name out there. But this is the guy who's been there forever and is the leader of the Senate. And he just called for media censorship. That should be alarming to all of America. And quite honestly, every American should be calling Chuck Schumer's office today and telling him where he can go stuff it. And what he can stuff is the First Amendment as far up as they could possibly get it. 
I mean, that is a scary thought to think that the, the head of the Senate, Democrat, literally took the floor. Which, remember, everything that you say on that floor is a matter of public record. And he just called for one of the biggest media outlets to censor one of its people because he doesn't like the story. But he goes on to say that Rupert Murdoch has a special obligation to stop Tucker Carlson from going on tonight and from letting him go on and again and again and again because our democracy depends on it. Our democracy depends on it. Which dependency is he talking about? I don't think it's America's dependency because um, I don't know. But again, not only him that's doing it. Tater Todd McConnell also got out yesterday. And he said that it was alarmed that, uh, that the January 6th video footage was publicly aired by Carlson. Noting that the previous commendation from the U.S. Capitol Police Chief, uh, and he said that my concern is how it depicted it's a different issue. Clearly, the chief of the Capitol Police correctly described what most of us witnessed on January 6th. It was a mistake for Fox News to depict this in this way, that it was completely a variance with uh, what our chief law enforcement officer here at the Capitol thinks. Now, here's the thing. And even Tucker Carlson said this. That yes, there was some violence. Yes, there was a few moments that were probably scary as all get out when a few thousand people come storming up to the Capitol building and they were angry. But when you watched the video that the January 6th committee released, it's big, bad, and scary. They're violent. They're tearing the place up. But then when you take the same video that we're being told Carl, Tucker Carlson is censoring and, and, and cherry picking out of, but you take that same 41,000 hours of video. This didn't come from another day. This didn't come from another building. This is the same video, the same video feed that the January 6th committee gave us over and over and over again. That they cherry picked the parts that were dramatic and emotional. But if he's able to show us these videos of so many videos over and over and over again, people walking down the hall, they saw some literature. I mean, it's so violent that there was one that actually saw some literature on a table in the hallway. And he picked it up and kind of read through it a little bit and was kind of like, oh. And then, get this. This is shocking. This is so shocking. He took that piece of paper that he picked up off of that little table and placed it back down. There were people standing in the hallways taking selfies. They were taking photos of things. It was just the most violent thing that you have ever seen. I mean, everybody that walked in that building was just so violent. But the Tucker Carlson videos that he has released has shown to us that we were told a lie. Yes, there was some violence. Yes, there, there was some pushing back on the barriers. Yes, we all know that. We, we saw that video. But that was not the whole story. And the Republicans from the get-go said, hey, there is more to the story than you're being told. Because remember, the Republicans did their own investigation alongside of the January 6th committee. 
And they released it, and it was a, a lame way that they released it, by the way, because nobody remembers it happened, and I predicted that was going to be the case. But when you look at this video, it tells a completely different story. That the majority of the people that went into that building went in peacefully. And the one man who has now been sentenced to four years in jail, four years in jail because he was an insurrectionist and he was so violent, was personally escorted by two Capitol Police officers from room to room. We saw the cell phone video that came out of when he entered the chambers months ago where he walks in there and he's like, oh, dude, look at this. This is neat. Wow. Hey, guys, how you doing? What's going on? And then they did a prayer because they're so violent. They're, they're, they're doing a prayer, which I, maybe that's the reason why it's so violent because they, oh, my God, I can't believe they prayed in the chamber. This is a sacred area. We only do this to the demons. Um, but he did a prayer and included the Capitol Police into the prayer, like praying for their safety and everything. Oh, my God, he's so violent. And not only did he get escorted by two police officers, there was a group, I don't know, I think I counted about six of them that were standing in one little spot that he walked right through with his two escorted police officers and they all just kind of looked over like, you know, hey, what's going on, man? We saw the videos of the Capitol Police opening the doors. And yet we're watching this as the elitists and the left are losing their mind over it. And Tater Tot and, um, and, and Chucky are not the only ones that are doing that as well. Even Kinzinger. You remember January 6th, he's the Kinzinger. He's losing his mind over this. Adam Kinzinger, who, by the way, is a, a, a correspondent over there on CNN, a contributor there. And he said yesterday on The Lead that Fox News host Tucker Carlson programmed this tribal viewers to suspend disbelief. Yeah, we do have a bit of a disbelief. We have a disbelief the fact that we had who we thought we could trust, you know, the federal government getting up there doing this big uh, investigation and everything that we could trust them to be honest with us. And to our disbelief, here we are looking at the video that's been released going, that's not the same story. That's not the same story at all. But he went on to say, um, because he was questioned about how can Fox really try to paint this as a largely peaceful filled with sightseers. Well, <laughs> the same question can be asked, how the hell can CNN paint that these peaceful protesters are largely peaceful as a building is on fire behind them? So when, when the left protests and they're burning buildings down with it right there behind you, see it burning right behind you? Don't worry about it. It's a cold night. They're all mostly peaceful. Uh, they just wanted a little heat. But Kinsinger went on to say, yeah, here's how Fox does it. Because, and particularly Tucker, because they, they realize no matter what they say, their audience is invested in the tribal narrative. That audience is invested in the fact that because they've been programmed by Tucker Carlson for many years. They've been invested in the fact that uh, you have picked your side and stick with it. No matter what the cost is, suspend your beliefs, suspend your disbelief. Just trust us. We're going to tell you. 
We're going to give you the talking points and the arguments. And then he goes on to say that Fox knows that's not true. Tucker knows it's not true. And you can see it through all the Dominion lawsuits. But Fox News talked about the Dominion lawsuit. I'm going to guess probably not. Has Fox News uh, told their own audience that they were lying to them? Probably not. Just They just keep, uh, hook, keep them hooked, give them a bigger uh, dopamine rush, and just give them more hits of that, and that's how it goes. Yeah, because we're all too stupid to actually watch the video and go, huh, that's not the same story that we were told before. And it goes on. It goes on and on. The more and more people, and they are scared, and you can tell they're scared. Because of the fact that he has come out with these videos. Hey, hey, hey. Hang on. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Rush Show. Good morning. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This on the fly segment on The Brian Rush Show is brought to you by On the Fly, a new concept bistro and Caterer, located in the heart of PCB. From savory grab-and-go lunches to Firefly's fresh sushi, available for dining in or catering. Add fresh breads and sweet desserts made daily. Check them out on theflypcb.com. Now, here's Brian on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show, and happy Wednesday. Did you get any tacos yesterday by chance? I did. I ended up, (laughs) and it's so funny. I, uh... I, I I went and got to my, um, my one of my favorites. It's the the eight inch round chicken quesadilla from uh, from Guadalajara, where I had to go yesterday. Uh, I used to actually live down the street from there. It's kind of a funny story, and I have a friend that that he just he giggles about this all the time now. But uh, I I lived down the street from it when I lived on the beach, and I was there like I'm almost embarrassed to say how much, but I've been there enough. That when I walked in, I mean, it's not the same anymore because I, I don't I don't go there as often because I don't live anywhere near there anymore. But I would walk in and I would get a Mr. Rust and I would I would get greeted that way every time I would not get a menu. They would bring me generally to the same table that I'd always sit at. And um, 
they would just be like, all right, we'll be back. And they would walk away, not take my drink order, not take my food order, nothing. And then the next thing I know, my drink shows up, my food shows up. It's exactly what I wanted. And the crazy thing about it, and this is just, this is, this is bad on me. Great on them, bad on me. I was this loyal of a customer for so long when I lived so close that there would be like two different things that I would get. I'd either get the chicken fajitas or I'd get the uh, the chicken quesadilla. What are those two? I was there so often and so much, they knew what days to bring me what. I fell in love with that place. Like the one big thing I missed when I moved away from the beach uh, was my uh, my time over there. But uh, great people over there. So I had I did get my tacos yesterday. Hope you did too. And today's being... Never mind, we won't go there. We got other other things to talk about. So the outrage is continuing when it comes to um, what's going on with Tucker Carlson. And, you know, there is a very big picture that everybody's got to look at because there's so much going on right now in in this realm that I don't know how many people are really truly paying attention to it. One, you've got all the elitists that are throwing their fits about what's going on, but the fact that a counter story is coming out to their argument. You also have things like um, the ban on TikTok and the ban on other social medias. Remember, it's not just TikTok, by the way. This new bill that is coming out, um, while it indicates kind of, it also talks about a few other things. Twitter. Now being uh, requested by the FTC for a list of reporters that were involved in the Twitter files release. So the Federal Trade Commission now wants Twitter to tell them who all the reporters were that were involved with releasing the information on the Twitter files. You know, the Twitter files that showed what the left was doing to America using Twitter and now Twitter has to give up the list of reporters. Hey, I second. I got to look up that first amendment again. There seems to be an awful lot of not caring too much about that first amendment today, but watching how the, the freak out is going out about, you know, the, the videotapes, because it's hard to contradict the videotapes. And it's not like Tucker Carlson just said, look, it's all nothing but roses and tourists and everybody was going. He showed some of the violent stuff and he had been. But the left losing it on this. And of course, the ladies at The View, because you know that your day is not completed until you get some insight from the ladies of The View, because they are so smart and so on top of it. Yesterday, Whoopi Goldberg... She came out and she started attacking Tucker Carlson. And this is great. This is great because you often hear the, when you're being accused of something really loud that you've never done by somebody else, good chances are that they're doing it. Goldberg came out yesterday and she said that uh, late last night, Tucker Carlson took a page from George Orwell's 1984 and told his viewers to reject the evidence of their eyes and ears. 
reject the evidence of their eyes. Um, first off, Whoopi, uh, that's not what he was doing. He was saying, hey, you know all that stuff that you were being told happened? And the selective portions that was shown to you? Um, that's not the full story. Let me show you more of the story and you decide. You were told for the past two years that Donald Trump and these evil mega, ultra mega uh, extremist Republicans were out there ready to burn down the Capitol and they were going to hang Mike Pence and they were trying to attack him and all the stuff that we heard over and over and over again. If you closed your eyes and didn't see any of the other stuff that is out there, because remember, it was social media that actually had to kind of leak a few things going, hey, um, here's some cell phone video of what was going on. And yeah, no. There were many accounts of people who were there that said, yeah, that didn't, that didn't, that didn't happen. We saw the, the speech from Donald Trump edited and like poorly edited at that. That was readily available all over the internet where you can sit there and watch it and see him go, let's peacefully go up and let our voices be heard. And yet they edited out the peaceful part. I mean, do they really think we're that stupid and that blind? But now the videos that Tucker Carlson has showed has showed that it was not the insurrection that they said it was. Or what what's their nuts there said on the, the view the other day. It wasn't that either. I mean, it was for probably some of the Democrats who thought, oh my God, we finally got the Republicans. We can take him now. They got all excited. Blood started flowing. But that's not what happened. There was not an insurrection. As a matter of fact, the FBI, and we all know how much we can't trust them that much, even they came out and said it. There wasn't an insurrection. The Justice Department has said there isn't an insurrection. The Democrats have actually had to come out and say there was not an insurrection. But you have a small group of people that, that are just locked into it. It was an insurrection. And again, for those on the left who think that the Republicans can't do an insurrection correctly and successfully, you haven't pissed us off enough yet. Be careful. But uh, Whoopi Goldberg continues on, and she said that the crowd was enormous, is what she, uh, she said that uh, Carlson said. And, and this is what Tucker Carlson said, that the crowd was enormous, small percentage of them were hooligans, which who uses that word nowadays? Sometimes Tucker Carlson is like so 1950s. They committed vandalism. You've seen their pictures again and again, but the overwhelming majority weren't. They were peaceful. They were orderly and meek. These were not insurrectionists. They were sightseers. And that is true. The overwhelming majority were peaceful. They were not insurrectionists. They were not violent. And literally, they were sightseeing. We're watching the video now. People taking selfies, just walking around, staying between the velvet ropes of the, uh, the rotunda. But yes, there were some people that were violent. And even Tucker doesn't deny that. But the message that we get from the left is that, you know, it was every single person in there was there to burn the place down and to overthrow the government. That wasn't the case. And if you talk to the people and listen to the people who actually were there, 
And some of those that did go into the building, that they just went into the building because that was the direction everything was flowing. And they realized, oh, we probably shouldn't be in here and left. Even the QAnon shaman, you know, the, uh, the Buffalo guy that's now going to spend four years in jail for doing, well, nothing. Even he told his story about how the famous photo of him stealing the lectern, he literally picked it up, got a photo taken, and put it down. But under the government statute, because of the fact that it actually moved a couple of feet during that photo session, he stole it. But even he said that it got to a point, and now we all know, too, that he was escorted around the building, that he even got to a point he was like, yeah, you know what? Probably shouldn't be in here. Let's, let's go ahead and leave. He told the story about how he started asking the officers, hey, how do I get out of here? And yet, this is a guy that they convict and send him to prison for four years. And of course, all of this video, the 41,000 hours of video, was not available to the uh, defendants to defend themselves. And that should be another scary thing, that when the government holds back the evidence that proves that you are innocent just so they can lock you up in jail, oh, that's a problem. But of course, Whoopi Goldberg goes on and she's like, how can you not? How, especially after you've known, heard some of these, his emails about Dominion and all the stuff going on. I mean, I don't know what he is playing at, but the people saw what they saw. They saw what they saw. And what the hell is this, Kamala? Uh, and they've seen what's going down with it. And no matter what, you can't put this money or monkey back in a cage. You can't. This was insurrection. It was, it just was what it was. So people are very upset. His viewers, maybe they're going to buy it. I don't know. Of course you don't know, Whoopi, because your IQ level is lower than that of the monkey you're trying to put back in the cage. Whoopi Goldberg is so stupid. She really is. But you know what? Sometimes you're going to have to admit, yeah, maybe we were wrong on this. Because apparently you were. And again, for it to be an insurrection, I think that those that are on the right, I mean, seriously, we all know us. We know our, our, our people. We, we know what we could probably do. If we really, truly wanted to have an insurrection, it would have happened. If we really, truly wanted to throw overthrow the government in Washington, D.C., it would happen. And don't, lefties, don't give me the whole, yeah, but the U.S. military would never let it happen. The number of people in America, look, the military is only 1% of our population, 1%. And of that, the like 95 plus percent of it is more support than it is combat. I mean, those are just numbers. That's a very small percentage of people. They're badass. There's no doubt about that. They could do some damage. But the other thing is you got to remember is that most of them also support the people. So if we really, truly wanted to have an insurrection, really, truly wanted to overthrow the government, it would have happened. Did a few people probably want to try and do that? I'm sure. I'm sure that there were a few people that thought this was the opportunity 
and that they were going to be able to do it. You know, it doesn't take half of the nation to do it, but it does take a little bit more than a handful of people. But the big picture, again, to watch right now is who is afraid and what are they afraid of and the actions that are being taken. You have the Senate head, the head of the Senate right there, the Democrat, calling on a news organization to censor itself and censor one of their reporters for giving the other side of the story. You have the FTC wanting Twitter to give over all of the list of reporters that were involved with the release of the Twitter files. Why? These reporters were the ones that actually came out and said, hey, the FBI was involved in this, and this is what the FBI was doing. And by the way, this is what some of the Democrats are doing. And oh, yeah, this is what the president of the United States was doing. And now they want a list of reporters that were involved in that? Holy cow. This stuff doesn't happen in the United States of America. But this is what our government is doing. Pay attention to the very big picture. And that is part of the picture. This should not be an issue where we are now calling for reporters' names and throwing temper tantrums because the other side of the video, the other side of the story was, uh, was released. We don't want that. Oh, my God, that's going to be so bad. Think about it. Hang on. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Rush Show. Good morning. If it needs to be said. That's what we're all thinking. We're talking about it. This is the Brian Rush Show. Now, here's Brian on News Talk at 101. All right. Welcome back to the show. Good morning and happy Wednesday. So, John Kerry is upset. He is so upset because... All of these uh, these talks and tension with China is now hurting his climate talks. Oh, sweet baby Jay, dude. I mean, just this is not like the first time that he's done this either. He's done this a few other times where he's like, when he was dealing with Russia, what to put? But Putin said that he was gonna he was gonna think about the environment. What about our talks? John Kerry is one of these guys where he makes me kind of giggle a little bit. But he is so wrapped up in this climate thing. I mean, he's he drank the uh, the Kool-Aid with an extra dose of sugar in it. But the special presidential envoy for climate, John Kerry, says that the tensions between the United States and China are hurting the talks he's having on the climate. Maybe, John, I'm just I'm going to I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, maybe there's, um, geez, I don't know, something more important. Maybe something more important out there than your talks with China on the climate. Because I think right now, um, I, I think that if you were to go to China and be like, hey, everybody, we need to make sure that we stop uh, all of these, uh, these emissions into the, they're, they're going to laugh you right out of China. I think there's a lot bigger things on their plate right now than talking with you about climate control. But it's just funny. He, uh, you know, he, he ended up saying that regrettably in the last year, what was not supposed to have happened has happened. 
which is the climate issue has gotten mixed up into all these other tensions that exist between our countries. And so they've, they've kind of pulled back a little bit by expressing the feeling that they were doing a, a what they, what we're doing is bashing them and bashing them. The man is so clueless. It's unreal. Two, three, three, 9988. That is the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush show. Good morning, Brian. Hey, Tom. First damn thing they need to do if Trump gets back or DeSantis, they need to park Kerry's butt because you and I know China's building a new coal-fired plant every week or every month. Yep. And India is the same way. China's nothing. Uh, Kerry's he's nothing but a free Roman thug. And and it, it, how do these people? I don't know, Brian. I just how does these how do these people just spend tens of millions of dollars thinking that well they don't they don't think they're doing anything they're just making money this whole yeah. damn movement in this yeah. country is nothing much. well the uh, the climate change movement is uh, is one of two things one you've got uh, those who think that they're doing great work like John Kerry completely brainwashed by it I don't even buy that John Kerry is in it for the money I mean unlike Al Gore who's totally in it for the money I think John Kerry really thinks he's doing something. Uh, but then there are the others on that whole uh, climate change, Green New Deal aspect where they think and they're doing what they're, they're doing intentionally. And that is to take over power and money and control. That's, that's what it is. I mean, the guy who was the co-writer of the Green New Deal came out and he said, this has nothing to do with climate. It's all about power and control of the money. Oh, yeah. The, the carbon tax. That's how they're going to control you. Yeah. Carbon tax. So, like. Um, Pay, paying carbon tax is going to do what? I did, that whole f- concept of that just doesn't make any sense. Well, the thing is, when it gets to where they want to charge you $50 a cow for flash oil, that's, it's absolutely ridiculous. You know the, the, the sad part about it? We got a country so full of stupid ass people that they believe it. Yep. We've got the most brain dead country in the world anymore. I know. It's, I'm sorry. It's, it, no, there's nothing to be sorry about. I mean, we have. A, a level of people that are so bad. I mean, you, you look at where we rank on the education level uh, in the oh, world. Yeah. I mean, just science alone. Uh, you know, it's it, we, we we have our, our lowering IQ in this country. Yeah, and look where China, I forget it, I read it last night. China gives some high school up in the Northeast a million dollars. A high school. Yeah. Did you read about that? Yep. Uh, what the hell is a high school? Oh, God bless. Us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, the only way that they know they can take down America is to take us down from within, and doing it with the schools is where you start. Well, I just, I've got to the point, Brian, and I was at the D last night, and, you know, that's that's the wrong place. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. You, you go over to the 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 VFW, and uh, yeah, you're definitely gonna have some heated conversations about that. But you know what, our country is changing in in really kind of not a good way. Uh, you know, when it comes to our education system, and those of us that are in the older generations, you know, our schooling was completely different from what we're seeing today. And you know, when I was in school, and you know, I'm I'm a few years younger than you, Tom. Um, it, it was. You know, it was it was definitely one of those. We ranked higher in math worldwide. We ranked higher in science, you know, worldwide. Uh, today, I mean, we rank in the low teens or the high teens, um, you know, when it comes to math and sciences and stuff. And and we have third world countries that beat us. 
I mean, that's that's embarrassing. Yeah. Well, this kind of hit close to home. I have a friend that's got a granddaughter that's 12 years old. <clears throat> and she lives in Granbury, Texas. <clears throat> and she has now changed her name to Teddy. And she's told her grandmother that uh, she's ashamed to be a white because of what we've done for the blacks over the years. Yeah. I mean, you look at what the Democrat Party has really, truly done um, to that population. It's it's not good. Hey, Tom, we're up against our break. We got to run. Thanks for the call. We got to go. We'll be right back. This is The Brian Rush Show. Good morning. Sometimes the only way to stopping from talking is to cut his mic off and play some commercials. But don't worry. He'll probably pick right back up where he left off. More of The Brian Rush Show is next on News Talk at 101. Northwest Florida's News Talk Leader and home of the Brian Rust Morning Show. We are News Talk at 101. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now. Ladies and gentlemen. Get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch. And doing it with a smile. Now. Here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to hour number two of the show. Good morning. Hey, coming up next hour of the show, uh, Judy Tinder is going to be joining us. She's going to talk about her run for mayor in Lynn Haven. Uh, So that'll be a great conversation. We'll chat with her later on this morning uh, about that. (laughs) George, you're right. Um, By the way, a lot of interactions with you guys. Uh, Of course, you can follow me on on, uh, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash The Brian Rush Show. A lot of chats with you guys in there. And, George, I think you might have a point. The U.S. government withheld exculpatory evidence. Yeah, the, the lawsuits that are going to come from those who uh, have been locked up, uh, that have been persecuted by the government for everything that happened on January 6th. Oh, yeah. the, the I can only imagine how much. I mean, I'm sure they're being drawn up now. And that's going to be that's going to be crazy, to say the least. 
So it's going to be interesting to see uh, how that all goes down uh, in the coming weeks as the lawsuits start rolling in. So here's another thing. If you are out looking for a job, you might want to exclude something from your resume. And I know this is going to upset some of those on the left, but uh, you might want to exclude that whole pronoun thing. A new report has come out that says that employers are more likely to skip over resumes that include the non-binary they, them pronouns, according to business.com's latest report. As part of its research into the non-binary individuals in the workforce, business.com sent nearly identical phantom resumes to about 180 job postings, except one resume included the non-binary pronouns. Both feature a gender-ambiguous name, Taylor Williams. The only difference between the test and control resumes was the presence of the gender pronouns on the test version. Business.com industry research director uh, Ryan uh, McCoggill said in the report that the test resume included they, them pronouns under the name in the header. But he said that both the, uh, the phantom resumes were college graduates with qualifications matching entry-level jobs they they applied for. However, the report determined that the resumes with they, them pronouns received 8% less employer interest than the control resumes without pronouns. Interesting. So maybe it's time to uh, not do that if you actually want to uh, want to go get yourself a job. Just saying, no more of the pronouns. 233-9988. That is the number for the show this morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Yeah. Morning, Hello, Brian. Earl. How are you today? Oh, I'm feeling good. I just, let me tell you something, Brian. I just had smoked hickory bacon. Oh. That ain't the, that ain't the best part. I made me some French, homemade French fries, put the bacon on top of that, and that's normal. And he put a little uh, four cheese spread, Mexican cheese, on top of that, and let it melt. Mm. But in the in the best part, the pièce de résistance is a very big, softly cooked chocolate chip cookie allowed to melt on top of all of it. Chocolate chip cookie this early in the morning? Well, that's not all that bad. Yeah, actually. and coffee. Mm. Tell you what. That's I'm much better than the listen. breakfast that I had, by the way. My breakfast was nothing what? but a yogurt stick. And um, unfortunately, oh. I had to do the uh, the Starbucks energy drink because the gas station was out of my regular one. Ooh. Yeah. A yogurt stick? Yeah, it was I, like that's this. Like, that's like that's like nailing jello to the wall. <laughs> I know. It was I looked at it and I'm like, oh, let's give it a try. I mean, it was actually kind of decent. It was like a um it was a Greek yogurt cheese stick strawberry chocolate covered thing. I don't know. It looked bizarre, and I was like, "Well, what the hell?" I mean, it was three thirty in the morning. Give me a break. I I know, but you know, I know one guy that's ever nailed Jello to the wall. At least he said he did. That's from the Tremors movie number five, <laughs> Cold Day in Hell. Right. He nailed his his son nailed that Jello to the wall. I did. So anyway, I'm sitting here listening, Brian. Yep. And I just want to make sure that I have everything correct in my head. Now, we got Nord Stream. They're saying the Ukrainians did it. Mm -hmm. hmm. 
Ukrainians have the ability to go out in the middle of a war zone and nobody notice them to plant explosives during the when they got all these net, official military ships floating around. Right. Nobody notices. So the Norwegians don't say a word. We can't tell you who did it. And the Swedes, we can't tell you, United States, we can't tell you. Okay, now I got that right in my head. We don't know who did it. Yeah, allegedly. Now, allegedly. Now, we have voting irregularities in Arizona, but yet the truth was absolutely told on both sides. One side says, you have voting irregularities. Your machines didn't work right. They failed. The other side says, no, they didn't fail. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. Both sides told the truth. The machines did exactly, the voting machines, as they were programmed to do. Right. So there's no lie there. Now, we, let's go over here to Washington, D.C., what you were talking about. Oh, dear. Yeah, hmm. let's do it. The, the January Sixers. Now they're coming out with all this new, this old video, which is new video, showing exactly what happened. Showing Officer Sicknick walking around after he was supposedly murdered. Yep. According Be to the. Beaten by the, uh, uh, the uh, fire extinguisher. Yep. Beaten by the fire extinguisher. Not a mark on him. But according to the January 6th commission, it's an open commission. Did they tell the truth? Absolutely. It was wide open for anybody to see, Brian. Mm -hmm. They could say whatever they wanted. People could go and see what they showed them. And it's the absolute truth. Now, the other side has 41,000 hours of video. Hmm. And, they, and the Democrat side doesn't like this because it's embarrassing. They told the truth. How dare you mess up our democracy? See, there's truth again. Their democracy, not the democracy for and of the people of the United States. Right. Oh, no, says I. Only the democracy for the ultra elite leadership. Yep. That's why he said our democracy. Up. He did. So once again, the absolute truth has been told. I just wanted to make sure I had it right in my old country boy. <laughs> well, you know, Earl, here's here's the thing, and, and it's crazy because you've been so right about so many things. But um, when you when you watch what it is that they are doing, you watch what they're saying. Mm -hmm. They are screwing up and coming out and saying it now. You know, they, they they never used to be this bad. I mean, there there was for a very long time. Um, there were so many things that straight up it was a conspiracy theory. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. any of us that yeah. had a little bit of common sense, uh, we would look at it and go, uh, that's totally the conspiracy theory. That's some guy in his mom's basement that hasn't seen sunlight in forever. Okay, buddy, whatever. But what's crazy today is that all of these things that were conspiracy theories have, for the most part, been proven to be true. And they come true. Yeah. And, and you watch the, the elitists, these certain particular people in our government, and you watch especially the Democrats and then a certain class of elitists on the Republican side because they're not a, totally mm -hmm. immune from this. And they've no, been busted. Not. They have completely been busted now. And now they are – it's almost like when you catch that kid in a lie 
And he can start off by kind of giving a convincing argument that, no, it's not real. But when you start putting the pressure mm -hmm. down on him, or even the criminal, the bad guy, you know, ah, look at here, copper. Um, you know, when you get the, the light on him and that heat lamp and they start sweating a little bit and, uh, you know, all they want to do is get out of there and they'll say what. It's getting to that point now yeah. where that's what they are like. Yeah. You know, they've got that pressure on them that they're, they're trying to say the truth. But what's happening is they're actually saying the real truth, not the one that we're supposed to be hearing. They had the perfect example of what what we just talking about in the movie Fury. Now you remember on tanks in yeah. World War Two? That's a great movie. That one? Great movie. Yep. You remember the the tank commander and the new and the assistant and the gunner went upstairs to visit some ladies mm -hmm. on the second floor. And the young gunner and the young lady when you know, had relations and he come back out and he's sitting there and the rest of the crew comes up there. And the guy with the bent nose, he used to play on The Walking Dead. Yep. He comes in. Now, remember now, if y'all keep somebody just had relations. And he says these famous words. What did you do? What did you do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> think, think about it now. I'm trying to be polite because we, we don't want to upset nobody on the beach. that right. have polite ears. <laughs> and we know how polite people are. Yeah. But think yeah. about it. What happened before? And then he comes up and he says, what did you do? Yeah. And if you can't, and if people can't figure it out, you got to watch the movie. Yep. Great movie. If you've never <laughs> seen the movie, you should watch it on your fury. That, that's the one Good. with uh, was Brad Pitt that was in it. He was the, yep. the tank commander. Great movie. Tank but yeah, Great you movie. know, right now, though, we, we really, truly are seeing, um, you know, the, the, uh, the breakdown of the communication uh, with the uh, with the left, especially, and and then of course the the elitists on the right um, that really don't want the, basically the new the one world order. I don't like to call it new order, but the one world order, no, the deep state, one the ones that think that they're controlling. And this is why it is so important that we take more of the control away from Washington D.C. and the federal government. The federal government needs to be reduced. I mean, there are so many things that are going on in the federal level. Which, by the way, is redundant because most states have that same department. You know, we don't need yeah, federal departments do. on this stuff. And, you know, one of the things that, that we watch, too, is, you know, with schools. You know, some people go, how is it that so many of these schools, you know, fall victim to all of this wokeism? Well, one of the problems is, is money. You know, when you have the, the federal education department that is going, hey, look, we're going to give you X number of millions of dollars mm -hmm. for these programs at your school... But when we give you these millions of dollars, you got to spend X number of this on this particular project, which is a very woke thing. Otherwise, you don't get the money. And you see the school systems cave to that. And that's one of the problems that we've seen for a long time, on top of uh, the indoctrination movement that we've seen with the Marxist left, uh, you know, to, to attack yeah. this country via the schools. So we got to pay attention. You know, we got to wake up to the messaging that is being given. And, you know, the Democrats have always been good at delivering the message. Republicans, not so much. Republicans go along for the ride, so they, put, they can keep that back pocket money from coming in. Yep. But here's a lesson. I want people to understand about what you said about the education system. They think, majority of people think that right now, all this wokeism just came into play in the last five or six years. Oh, no, it's, 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 reaching, its, it's reaching its peak right it's, now is what's going on, but it's been around peak. for a while. 
Well, back in the 19, late 1960s, I was going around getting odd jobs around town there and just, just odd jobs, you know, cutting grass, mm-hmm. cleaning yards. And I ran to my old music teacher. And we were, we were talking. She fixed me a glass of lemonade. We're sitting outside talking. She was in her 80s by then. And she was telling me all this stuff about the education system. And this part that we're seeing now was already in play in late 1960s, early 70s. Yeah. Everything I mean, she told me. And I can't was, prove this. It was the 19... Correct me if I'm wrong, Earl. You might be able to get me on this. Uh, Khrushchev, um, the Russian president, it was in the late 50s that he Khrushchev. said... Khrushchev. Uh, that he said, you know, hey, uh, the only way we can take down America is by doing it from within. And what he was referring to was the education system. And that's where they started going in. And people don't realize that this, this Marxist socialist kind of communist thing is not something that is new. I mean, this was something that, you know, it dates back quite a ways, but like in the early 19 teens, single digit teens yeah. uh, of the, of or the single yeah. digits, of the 1900, um, there was a lot of this movement. And of course we also remember the, um, uh, the whole uh, going after people because they were communist in this country. Uh, you know, they would just, they would roast them and there would be congressional hearings and everything. So this is a plan that has been going on for a very long time that has just taken to about this point where it finally is starting to take hold. You know, so this is nothing new. And it's because of the fact no, that we haven't not. paid attention and we've got to open our right. eyes and pay attention to what's going on. Uh, otherwise, it'll continue and we'll lose it. Yep. The uh, elite have always loved communism and socialism. Here in the United States, they've always loved it. We've always had some that were pure American or like the American capitalistic system better. But in the end, as long as the elite make their money, and it doesn't matter what color they are. Only, the only color is green. Mm-hmm. And as long as they make their money, they're yep. fine with it. Yep, money and power. But I wanted to, I, I wanted to remind you of something for because I know we're coming to you coming up on break. You remember I told you about Democrat Republic Congo, Congo in Africa, and Jill Biden. You know she went to I think it was uh, Nigeria, Kenya, and Gabon well, last week. Mm-hmm. But in the center of it was Democratic Republic Congo. Well, came out a couple of days ago. It seems that Russia and China have a huge deal with the Re- Democrat Republic of Congo, right yeah. in the center. Ain't that? Ain't yeah. that? A, yeah, makes you wonder. It's got to ask you some questions of what's going on there. Hey, Earl, we're up against our break. I got to run. Famous words. Yep. What did you do? What did you do? Thanks, Earl. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you later on. And if you're looking for something for lunch today, make sure you go check out my friends at On The Fly Bistro and Catering. You can check them out on theflypcb.com. They are the great alternative to that fast, icky, gross, greasy food. It's a healthier option. They offer savory grab-and-go lunches that are prepared by the the great minds of Firefly uh, right there at On The Fly. And where are they? Next door to Firefly. So it's pretty easy to find if you know the place. Go on in and check it out. They've got some great sushi for you. Also, they've got handcraft artisan sandwiches, salads, soups, including Firefly's famous sheet crab soup and the in-house bakery as well, baking all their fresh bread daily. Go check out On The Fly Bistro and Catering, and they also do catering, so... If you're looking to uh, do something special for the lunch, give them a try. Check them out on theflypcb.com. Hang on. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Rust Show. Good morning. 
start off with two words. The Brian Rush Show. Play the radio. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Calling out the insanity of the left and doing it with a smile. The Brian Rush Show is back on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning and happy Wednesday. And I'm like, I'm overwhelmed with the number of messages today. You guys are on top of it. You really are. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash The Brian Rust Show. Also, uh, with our new texting service, you can actually text us some of your thoughts and opinions, questions, whatever it might be. If you uh, can't get through on the phone lines, 850-233-9988. That's the phone number. And it's also the place that you can go to text us as well. Uh, and then join in in the conversation. A lot of great conversations. I've got like, I don't know, there's like eight conversations going on in the text message right now, and I've lost track of how many on social media right now. You guys are uh, always great to be chatting with. So, speaking of chatting, the FCC nominee uh, that Biden had put forth to head the Federal Communications Commission has finally withdrawn her uh, her nomination on this. And if you hadn't watched any of this uh, this this Senate confirmation, oh my goodness, she was bad. Not only was she bad, she was I mean it was constant like fighting with everybody, and she was called out point blank called out with the evidence that you lied to this body and um, you misled us. And the way she fought back, I mean, I'm just like, oh, my God. I mean, they showed you the evidence. They literally showed it to, here's here's what you said. Not inside. And, of course, yesterday I played for you some of the audio uh, of the questioning for the guy that is being uh, considered for the FAA head seat. He's the, either he is or he was the head of the, the Denver International Airport. But the guy was asked some of the most basic, simple questions that any private pilot, a private pilot, and when I say private pilot, just so you understand what that is, um, it's not like, you know, the guy that flies around people, uh, you know, in their private planes. That's not what a private pilot is. A private pilot is, after you're a student, you become a private pilot. Yeah, it's kind of like the military. Private! Um, So that's what it is. That's like that first level of being able to fly on your own. So everybody that goes off and gets that that basic of flight training knows all of these answers to these questions that were asked. And this guy that is being put up for the nomination is all, uh, well, I don't, uh, I don't actually, I don't, I know, I don't know that, I don't know that. And then he was asked a question about uh, the certification process uh, for an airplane when it's built. There's three steps to it. He was asked about that, didn't know, and instead he goes, well. Uh, you know, uh, what I would end up doing is uh, I would make sure that the uh, the confirmation process is... is, is pl- Sweet baby Jay, if you're going to put somebody up for these roles, can we vet them a little bit? Like, you know, make sure they understand the industry a little bit. I can't wait to see if this guy decides. No, I don't want it. Unreal. Our government is such a mess. Hang on, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Rust Show. Good morning. This is the Brian Rust Show. By the way, we're not responsible for detailing the inside of your car if you shower it with coffee after something he says. 
Now, here's Brian on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning and happy Wednesday. Coming up top of the hour, we're going to be uh, chatting with uh, Judy Tender. She's running for the Lynn Haven mayor's seat. We're going to chat with her about her campaign, why she should be the next mayor of Lynn Haven. Plus, uh, don't forget that we are, we will have them all. We're a little bit behind on a couple of them, but we're going to have all the uh, the interviews uh, that we have done uh, posted at Newstalk101.com so that you can go back and listen to them, as well as in the podcast as well. 233-9988, that is the number for the show this morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Yes, good morning, Brian. Good morning, man. How are you? All right. Um, that didn't sound very convincing. Well, that's just me first thing in the morning. Gotcha. What's up? What's on your mind? I am looking at Chuck Schumer, the Republicans, and going, you guys, your your heads are swelling up right now. You don't know what to do. Yeah. Hey, do me a favor. Turn your radio down just a little bit because a little bit of feedback there. Yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> Chuck Schumer. Uh, Chuck Schumer and even uh, Tater Tom McConnell. Uh, the two yeah. of them, you know, uh, watching them yesterday was something else. Yeah, they're they're demanding... Well, well, we're being nice about this. We're asking Rupert Murdoch to take Tucker Carlson off the air. No, 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 no. You're 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 demanding that he remove his show. Mm-hmm. All the rest of the outlets are going. Well, Tucker Carlson is is not telling the truth. Yeah. No, they cherry picked what they wanted us to see. Yep. Okay. They don't want to say that the the BML protesters. The Antifa protesters were in that crowd. Mm-hmm. There's even a there's even a DC police officer that was interviewed, and he was saying, "I'm calling for I'm calling to get the congressman and all that out. We have to remain neutral." Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and you know it's, what's what's sad about this whole BLM uh, Antifa thing. And look, you we can go back on the tapes prior to January 6th of this show, and even I read the stories about how they were already informed that Antifa and BLM was posting on their social medias that they were going to infiltrate this entire rally. So if little old me knew this, don't tell me that the intelligence of Congress didn't know this was going to happen. Come on. Yeah, when they're just let in and walked around the Capitol and everything, like they're tourists and stuff, they're just taking a Mm -hmm. brief little tour of everything. Yeah. It tells a different story. It really does. And I don't, I don't know if it's a different story. I think it's more like the rest of the story. Because, I mean, yeah. what is, look, the, the argument that we're seeing right now about how, oh, my God, Tucker Carlson is cherry picking. No, he's just showing what you, you already cherry picked. He's showing you the other side of it. It's like, what do you want Tucker Carlson to do? Take that 41,000 uh, hours of video and show you the violent stuff that you already showed and that you say that that's all there was when all he's doing is going, hey, just want to let you know. This is what the majority of the people were doing, yes, in- including were the guy you put around. in jail for four years. Yes, and they they are their their trials have been put on hold. They're not giving you know now this will vindicate them. Hopefully, it does. I hope so. I believe that what is it, like I've said in the past. What is it going to take that the American people finally stand up, leave their jobs, and go up to Washington D.C. What would happen if two or three million people showed up at D.C.? Oh, yeah. They wouldn't know what to do. 
They wouldn't know what to do with themselves if that happened, if we all showed up. And the one cop that was killed, they said there was a deadly insurrection. They said that the police officers were slain. There's only one cop that was dead, it was slain, that died from this, and it wasn't because he was shot or killed. It was because he had a stroke, because yeah. he had health conditions. Yeah, Here natural causes. In after, after, after interacting with them, putting the signs behind the statue and everything, it didn't look like he was slain to me. Nope. It's really sad. I mean, how much we were lied to. And now that it is very evident that we were lied to, and they still... But is this going to change the mind on the college campuses? Is this going to change the mind of the people that are coming out? Because it, didn't, it wasn't about changing an election. It was coming out against Trump. It wasn't, it wasn't anything. It was just Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I don't know if it'll change... how uh, Who it'll change the minds of. Um, you know, it, it, it is a matter of this has got to get out there. I mean... And thankfully, um, you know, it was on Tucker Carlson's show that it was exposed on. And I say that simply because of the number of people that watch Tucker Carlson. You know, that we, we hear this constantly about how, oh, my God, the Fox News is this, this extreme right group. It's not. You know, I mean, when you look at the actual ratings for Fox News, it blows everybody out of the water. And there right. are a lot of Democrats, Democrats that are watching, not too. Not only Republicans and conservatives, but Democrats watch right. it. Right, right. People so, on the left watch it, and when they see it, and they go, oh, my God, he's really, yikes. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that Tucker Carlson did a, a pretty good job at uh, right. at presenting this evidence. He didn't do it in a in a way that we have seen with the other outlets uh, deliver the, the narrative of how big, bad, and evil the MAGA people are. He just simply said, hey, this is what you guys told us. By the way, let me roll the video B so you can also see what happened. I mean, he just he just laid it out. And and hopefully this will have a, a huge impact. And, of course, now the fact that all these Democrats and all these networks are talking about it, you know that the people are going to be like, well, what the hell was Tucker talking about? Let's go over and see the video. So hopefully enough people will see it. And, and you know, I believe that a lot of Democrats – um, don't buy into a lot of this stuff uh, and that it's really the progressives and the liberals that are the problem with over there. And, and I'm, I, I don't right. think that there's enough Democrats out there that will actually maybe really take a close look at this and go, holy cow, this is not cool. I mean, you look at the number of Democrats that have switched over to the Republican Party in just the past two years. It's That's right. a little uh, an outstanding number. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how more people wake up. But we got to keep talking about this. That's the other thing. You know, we, we got to spread that information out there. People got to know what's going on. And we also have to speak up. You know, I say this all the time about how, you know, this woke world that we have and all these silly things that goes on from the left, the reason for it is because they're louder than the rest of us. You know, and we've got to flip the script on that and we've got to be louder than them and we've got to make sure that Congress hears us as well. You know, and, right. and if we don't do that, if we just kind of sit back, you know, they're just going to continue getting their way. We got to fight. You know, one way or another. And I hope it doesn't come to a physical fight. Um, but we can do a lot of things, and we, we just got to stand up for what's right. It's going it's to come to a fight. It's going to come. It's going to get ugly. Yeah. I, I, I hope we can avoid the ugly, but it's one of those things that I can't deny it. I, I can't deny that ugly is, is right around the corner because it is. And um hope it doesn't happen. I, I hope more than anything it doesn't happen. I don't want to see it happen, but... You can only push somebody so far before they snap. And again, people yep. not learning, 
You know, you look at all these school shooters and mass shooters, you know, the mass majority of them were people that were bullied, were pushed around, and they finally snapped. You don't want that to be the American people to snap against the federal government to finally say enough. Uh, because we are wor- way worse than that kid that'll go to the school. All right, well. Hopefully we'll have better news soon and that we can feel a little better about things. But, yeah, some of this really does kind of brings you down a little bit, doesn't it? It does. It stresses me out. Yeah, it stresses me because too. I'm, but- seeing, I'm seeing something in our country that I never thought I'd ever see, that the federal government would be actually behind the people instead of on top of the people. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's uh, it's pretty bad, and we we need to fight it to change it to to get it to go in the other direction. Hey, man, I hope you have right. a better day today, though. And uh, you know, we'll keep up the fight because that's all we can do. Just keep up fighting. We'll talk with you later on. And two three three ninety nine eighty eight. That is the phone number for the show this morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Friends, Tom again. One. Hey, thing, Tom. Yeah. First off, you know about the survey they took at twenty nine Tom's of the Marines with a final American citizen. Mm-hmm. And then number two, the, the reason the Republicans and the Democrats are against Donald Trump is he owes nobody nothing. Right. And Donald Trump, the world is afraid of Donald Trump. Yeah, the they new are. World order, the new world order. It's even BlackRock. That, that <laughs> bunch of low-life thugs. Yeah. Yeah, so you're you, right. That's why, that's why the Democrats and Republicans don't want... Yeah, why they why they don't want Donald Trump? You're right, and and you know when when you look at at uh, the past when you had uh, candidates that uh, the other party or certain people in the party didn't like, you know it was just we didn't like him. That's all there was with Donald Trump. That is not the case. I mean, it straight up is fear. These people yep. fear Donald Trump, and it's not because. He's out there, you know, spreading rhetoric about how he's going to attack the people and, you know, take away the rights of the people and I'm going to dominate the country. He has done so many things that has scared the ever daylights out of the uh, the left and the the establishment and the bureaucracies. They are scared to death of Donald Trump because of the power and influence that he has with the, the people, not over the people but with the people, which is something they don't understand because you're not supposed to have power with the people. It's supposed to be over the people. And yeah. Donald Trump and is that, completely opposite. Yeah, well, and, 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 I'll, and I work for Ron DeSantis. I work for the Republican campaign. I think you know this, but, but Ron DeSantis, I love him to death, but right now he doesn't know the evil in Washington, D.C. Trump knows the evil now. Yeah, he knows. I, I think Ron DeSantis, because he was a congressman for a while, too, I think he knows the level of evil in there. Um, but, but I think the, the evil hasn't been unleashed on him yet. Uh, and I emphasize yeah. the yet because it will. Yeah. And, of course, one of the biggest problems with Ron DeSantis, um, and there's a few people that are actually out telling this, even Kellyanne Conway said this the other day, is that one of the problems with Ron DeSantis is that everybody knows him for essentially two things. One, being anti-COVID uh, vaccine and keeping the state open. And then two, being anti-woke. That is what, yeah. if you if you say Ron DeSantis, tell me something about him. The majority of the people are going to tell you that. But what they don't know about Ron DeSantis, and this is going to be one of his problems that he has and why right now is not the time for him to run for, for, for president because he's got yeah. to get this in everybody's mind, is the great leader yeah. that he is. 
You know, the fact that, that Ron DeSantis, as the governor, has done incredible stuff with our economy, uh, with, with all kinds of things across the board that nobody talks about. Because when you say Ron DeSantis, the two things come to mind. Not putting up with the COVID stuff and not putting up with woke, which is great. But most people, and this is why he doesn't do well uh, with Democrats and independents in the polling, because they don't know that Ron DeSantis has done these other things. Not that he's capable of doing it, but that he has done it and has a successful track record. So I think that's what Ron DeSantis needs to do for the next four years, three years, whatever, four years, is make that case for him that he is that governor. And then when, when Donald Trump is done decimating the bureaucracy, he can step in as this incredible governor uh, and be the president. That's my philosophy. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I'd even give up and let him go in as, as vice president. That way, uh, Trump can... Just think if we had him as vice president for four years and then he rolled over and went in for another eight. I know, that would be we, crazy, wouldn't it? Oh, the, the Democrats would pack their ass up and move to China. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, if, we, if we're not careful, China's going to come in and evict us anyhow. Oh, oh, oh. Americans don't realize it's me, me, me. They don't realize the trouble this country's in. Yeah, we, we're in a lot of trouble. Uh, well, God bless you. God run the census. And, and people listen. We need a we need a hard knocker up there to stop yep. this. And world world order, world yep. new world. They know Trump will stop them. Yep. And that's what they're <laughs> afraid of. That's what they're afraid of, the, without a doubt. The most and when the most powerful company in the world, BlackRock, is afraid of Donald Trump, you've got something. That's right. Yeah, pe- people need to do a little bit of research on BlackRock uh, as to who they are. And once you read that a little bit and educate yourself on them, you'll be like, man, if they're afraid of Donald Trump, there's something up. Hey, Tom, thanks so much well, for the call. Man. We'll talk with you later on. Right. God Absolutely. bless you. Absolutely. God bless you, too. Uh, and, hey, if you are looking for some high-grade certified rare coins, some certified silver dollars and precious metals. One place to go to, and that is Coin and Bullion Reserves. You can check them out at coinandbullion.com. They have the large variety of coins and bullion that, that is just, you're going to be blown away when you see this. They've been in business for 50 years. Coin and Bullion Reserve has Bay County's leading gold and silver specialist. And whether you're looking to hedge against inflation or looking at long-term investments, the knowledgeable staff over at Coin of Bullion Reserves will be there to offer the expert advice that you need. You can check them out again at coinabullion.com. Coin of Bullion Reserves, they are Bay County's trusted rare coin, gold, and silver specialist for 50 years, and you can take that to the bank. Coin of Bullion Reserves at the corner of 15th Street and East Avenue in Panama City and at coinandbullion.com. Hang on. Got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Coming up at the top of the hour, right after the news, we're going to chat with uh, Judy Tinder about her campaign for Lynn Haven mayor. Hang on. We'll be right back. Calling out the insanity of the left and doing it with a smile. This is the Brian Russ Show. We are Northwest Florida's news talk leader. News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Halfway through the week. Feels good, doesn't it? I mean, it'll feel better later on this afternoon for most of us that'll be done with the day. Because trust me, I'm right there with you. If you think that my day ends in in about an hour from now, oh no, it doesn't. Yesterday, I was kind of excited because I left the building yesterday at 4 o'clock. 
And I know you're thinking to yourself, yeah, but you're here at like 3.34. I know, that was 12 hours. The day before, I didn't even leave the building until after 7 o'clock. So, yeah, I feel it. I feel it with you. Later this afternoon, it'll be a good relief that we'll be halfway through the week. But I just can't wait till the weekend. However, I am a little disappointed because I have... When was the last time I actually... It's been a little while since I have actually gotten my round of golf in. And right now, it's it's honestly not looking fantastic for me to make my goal of 30 rounds of golf. And quite honestly, I'm not even sure when and how and if I can get back to it. It was February 15th. That was the last day that I played golf. What is today? Holy crap. It's been, wow. It's not good. I got to get on it. But uh, I've been, I've actually been dealing with, um, with a, a, a few medical issues that have, uh, have kind of prevented me from getting out and, and playing golf, which thankfully I've got, several really good doctors that are on top of it. And uh, hopefully we can figure out what's going on because I got to get back to playing golf. I actually have, um, God, and it's coming up quickly, a, uh, a golf tournament that I have to do. So we, we got to hurry up. We got to get back to, to being able to play golf, which I haven't done uh, in God, almost a month. That's rare for me because I'm already at like nine or 10, nine rounds already this. Yeah. I mean, it's, it shouldn't be that difficult for me to get up to the 30, but. I got to play in order to do it. That's the key thing. So coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to have uh, Judy Tender. She's going to be uh, on to talk about her uh, campaign for the Lynn Haven uh, mayor's race. And of course, the municipal race, uh, it is in full effect right now. And uh, the early voting is going to be coming up on April 10th. The actual election day is April 18th, which, by the way, happens to also be uh, tax day. You remember when back in the day when it was like April 15th is it. That's it. If you don't, if you don't have it in by uh, midnight, April 15th, forget it. You're done. The IRS agents are going to come get you. Now it's like we're like, oh, well, you know, it's a Tuesday uh, that's coming up after the Monday with the, with, and then the sun's going to turn. So we're going to extend it a couple of days. However, um, I'm not going to go there. The tax thing, the IRS, man. And I love how the uh, the left is is constantly trying to uh, convince us, by the way, that the uh, the new agents, the 80,000 plus agents, uh, that is not in addition to what is already there. This I'm not kidding. This is an actual fight that the left is is trying to put out. Now, if you've read the bill, you would see that it is in addition to what is there. But the story that we keep getting out of the left when it comes to the IRS agents is that, well, we have people that uh, there's positions that haven't been filled and people that are retiring. So that's why we need the 87,000. But 87,000 is more than what we currently have. And anybody that knows anything about budgeting, you know that when you budget for 47,000 or whatever it is that they already have. Um, and you have positions that haven't been filled, you're still budgeted for that position that hasn't been filled. You just haven't spent the money yet. And when you have a position uh, that somebody's retiring from, that position is still budgeted. So to say that you have to pass a bill to make sure that you have 87,000 new agents to replace the ones that have retired or um, you know just are open positions is silly. Again... 
pay attention to what it is that government tells you and how they tell you because man either they're just that dumb or they are lying to you like you wouldn't believe hang on we'll be right back sometimes the only way to stopping from talking is to cut his mic off and play some commercials but don't worry he'll probably pick right back up where he left off more of the brian rush show is next on news talk at 101 WYOO, Springfield, Panama City. Northwest Florida's News Talk Leader and home of the Brian Rust Morning Show. We are News Talk at 101. Now, ladies and gentlemen, get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches, this is the most talked about radio show in Bay County, the Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch and doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to hour number three. Good morning, and thanks so much for waking up with us. I hope we're going to be okay because technology sometimes kind of messes with us. Judy Tender is joining us on, on the uh, the show, and, and just as Judy says to me, can you hear me okay? We lost her. And then, like, <laughs> this was like 10 seconds before we went on the air, but uh, we got you back. So, Judy, if we do lose you again, uh, I'll give you a call back. But welcome to the show. How are you today? Well, thank you so much, Brian. I'm doing great. Uh, it's beautiful outside today. It is. And I, and I wish I didn't have to be inside all day long. I would rather be outside uh, enjoying the beautiful weather. Uh, but let's talk uh-huh. about, uh, you know, what's going on. You, uh, obviously, for those that uh, are not aware that, you know, you st- uh, stepped down as the uh, city commissioner uh, a month ago or so, okay. two months ago. And now you're running yeah. for the Lynn Haven mayor. And that's a that's a big step up. So let's talk about it a little bit. Uh, first off, why? <laughs> I mean, because you always got to ask a politician why they're doing it. But but uh, tell us what what's going on. Why are you running for the mayor? Well, I have I have to say yes, I did step down, and I made the choice to step down the day I did, so that um, the Lynn Haven residents could vote for seat four. Had I waited twenty four hours. Seat four would have had to have been left open without a commissioner. So um, that just made sense to me to Mm -hmm. make sure that everybody could vote for who they wanted for that seat. Um, The reason why is I I just feel like we need to give the city back to the people. And I feel very strongly about that. That's been my mantra since I started. And I have felt that way uh, since 2017 uh, when I was elected onto the commission. I feel that the people are the people who we must listen to. They pay our salaries. Um, you know, they're the taxpayer, and they are the people and the ones that we should be pleasing and working for. Uh, when I took the commission job in 2017, um, I hopped right in and I started helping the residents. And, um, I was out as recent as two days ago seeing two different residents with issues, and they call me because they know I will come. So uh, I think that's the main part of the job. I don't care whether you're mayor or commissioner. We're all there to do the exact same thing, to serve the people. Excellent. That's always a good thing to hear any politician or candidate say that the, that they're concerned about the people. And, you know, you've got a little bit of experience. You know, you've you've been in office. You're also a small business owner uh, yourself. Let's talk about um, the some of the most important things, because obviously everybody's talking about infrastructure. And we, we all know about the issues in Lynn Haven. Uh, and it's a given 
um, that, uh, you know, obviously a concern of you and everybody else is, uh, you know, the flood control, because uh, that's been something that's been going on for a while. But what do you think are some of the most important things uh, that Lynn Haven is facing right now that you can tackle as the as the mayor? Well, as uh, as far as stormwater goes, Brian, um, that's always been an issue, and I'm afraid it's probably going to always be an issue. Uh, we There is a plan in place, but you know what? Like all plans, they go on for years and years. Mm. Personally, I would like to see the flooding and the stormwater issued uh, the issue taken care of case by case. When somebody's home is flooding, I think that needs to get the attention right then and get that problem fixed. And sometimes, yes, you are putting Band-Aids on, but at least that person's not being flooded out. I talked to a lady uh, a couple of weeks ago who owns a business in Lynn Haven, and she's been flooded four times and been dropped by her insurance had to go out and get new insurance. And this kind of thing, to me, does not have to happen because that's one place on one block, and we should address that uh, immediately, in my opinion. So but the flooding in the water, yes, it's it's always going to be there, but it has improved, and I have to say that. I have to um, give credit where credit's due for our public works department. Our flooding situation has improved uh, since 2017. That's a good thing. So we're definitely going in the right direction. That That's always a start, going in the right direction. Let, let's talk about, um, you know, business and taxes, because obviously, um, you know, a, a growing city like Lynn Haven is going to need uh, a tax base uh, in order to tackle things like the flooding issue, uh, among other things. Um, and Lynn Haven is clearly a growing city, and and I don't think there's going to be any stopping that anytime soon. Uh, let's talk about business development, because without the businesses, the tax increases would have to be placed on the people. And obviously, very few uh, you know uh, candidates and, and politicians want to really truly do that. How would you, what are, what are some of your thoughts on, on business development and bringing more business into Lynn Haven? Well, I definitely, I also feel that our business base is growing. We have lots that are being developed as we speak, and uh, I think our business base is growing. I jokingly always say we don't need another gas station. But, oh, my God, no um, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it is amazing. I know it's a couple of new restaurants that are definitely coming to town. I know there's I one know close I, to the border of town where I live, and I'm excited about that one. Yes, I know. I'm like a and, fat kid and, with cake. I'm drooling. <laughs> I wish we could attract a little more industry, uh, you know, in, in more outside of Lynn Haven because that tax base is great and um, it's good for the city. But I feel like we're attracting businesses. I think we might need to address issues in the, not in the building department, but as far as permitting and things and making it a bit easier mm-hmm. for people to do business in Lynn Haven, but I feel like our business base is growing. Yeah, absolutely. It is, it is definitely getting there. And something else that's growing too, and, and, and some people may not have, have caught wind of this because this just recently happened, that there are some properties now that are within county uh, that are now wanting to annex into Lynn Haven. So what are some of your thoughts on that? I mean, that's, that's literally a growth of, uh, of Lynn Haven. 
It sure is. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not up on that all the way. I did read an article yesterday. But I feel like as long as the developers for new projects, I think the, the developer for new projects has to be responsible for the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And I think the infrastructure needs to happen um, not a year after the development's been built, but it needs to happen beforehand, and they need to take responsibility for that. As far as annexing people in Lynn Haven, I personally, I'm all for it. I have no problem with it at all, as long as um, we're not annexing in a problem area. Um Yeah, that that would uh, you definitely don't want to get uh, you know some of the the bad sections uh, into Lynn Haven, uh, and of course this is the developing thing too that that just uh, just started coming about with the annexation of some of the properties uh, to Lynn Haven. Uh, annexed it into Lynn Haven, and called me, and so I started looking around and checking and everything. So I need to go back to that uh, property and see if that's what they're talking about. It all depends on what's going on. If they're if they're doing it just to um, create wealth, I'm not necessarily for it. Even though, you know, everybody has the right to build. Yeah. But some sometimes it's the way they go about it. The sneaky. Yeah, that that sneaky kind of backdoor kind of way, and and I agree. And you're not the first person to actually talk about you know some of the building codes to make sure that it is uh, it is done properly. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't realize there's a state law here in Florida uh, that property owners can kind of build what they kind of want, and and local government can't tell them no. And it's that's a hard workaround to get around with that. So we're talking with Judy Tinder, and Judy, let's go here with what would be your top priorities be. Um, should you get elected mayor of Lynn Haven? Well, there's some there's some different issues, okay? Some are small, some are larger. Um, first of all, I would like to see our commission meetings go to 6 o'clock. <clears throat> Currently now we have one at nine, 9 o'clock in the morning, and we have one at 5. I would love to see the meetings go to 6 o'clock so that the working individual can attend. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's a big thing. Um, I would also like to address our permitting permitting department and our fees that we charge. Um, I had a gentleman come in a couple of weeks ago. He actually showed me a canceled check where he paid over $12,000 for a permit to, buy, to build a two-bath, um, two three-bedroom home in Lynn Haven. Wow. To me, that just seemed outrageous. But uh, then again, I'm not a builder and I'm not an engineer, but I feel that those fees are out of hand. I've actually had electricians and plumbers tell me they won't even come to Lynn Haven right now to work because of all the hoops they have to jump through. So that is a huge issue for me. If we're going to increase and have uh, new businesses and um, homes and everything built, we have to make it easier for people to build and of course stay within ordinances um but i think uh, that's a big issue um the other thing that i am a real stickler about is um (laughs) this doesn't mean anything unless you come to commission meetings but the first thing i would do is put public commentary back where it was to number seven so that the public can get up and talk about whatever we have talked about during commission reports. 
Um, it was uh, recently moved to number three, and it serves no purpose there because the audience or the residents have not heard what you're even going to speak about. Um, having the public have the will and the desire and the freedom, and I use that word with a capital S, freedom to speak at a commission meeting and not be ridiculed and um, controlled, I think, is the number one priority for me. Mm-hmm. I wish that uh, we didn't sit like an audience. I wish it could be more informal. That's just that's just me. Because I think we need to encourage people to feel, they need to feel comfortable to say right. what they think, whether we all agree and we all know that's never going to happen. But, you know, you can put two minds together and come up with a better solution than just always going with one. Yeah, so absolutely. That's probably my biggest thing. Yeah, without you know what it, it's so funny, Judy, because as you're sitting here talking to us about um, you know the permitting fees, uh, I have two contractor friends, uh, both of which are texting me like crazy right now, talking about how bad that is in Lynn Haven and how they won't even uh-huh. do work there. Uh, so that is that's, that's a good one, and nobody's really kind of brought that up. Uh, and I'm surprised that my two friends also didn't bring that up with me in the past too. Uh, but that's a good thing. So. Uh, Judy, how can people get a hold of you other than stopping by the restaurant and being like, hey, um, to, to be able to find out uh, more about you and, and ask further questions? Sure. Well, my direct line is 850-960-2552. And my email is jtinder, that's J-T-I-N-D-E-R, at comcast.net. All right. That's pretty simple. And if you uh, also missed that and you want to get it, uh, BayVotes.org has that. And, of course, you can always stop by the restaurant and uh, have a little chat, you know, over a nice sandwich or something like that. Judy Tinder, the uh, the election is uh, April 18th. Uh, early voting starts April 10th. Uh, best of luck for yes. you uh, going for that mayor's seat. And, um, again, get out and talk to Judy. You know, ask her the questions and tell her the things that concern you the most, as you should do with every candidate that's out there. Uh, Judy Tender, again, thank you so much for coming on and best of luck with your race. And uh, hopefully we'll talk with you again soon. Well, thanks, Brian. And stop by and have lunch. I may just have to do that. Thanks so much. We'll talk with you later on. And uh, again, if you missed out any of these interviews, we're, we are a couple of them behind at getting them at Newstalk101.com. Uh, I'm trying to get that. Uh, I just Every time I turn around, I'm like, I get one of those. Hey, Brian, can you do this? Yes, I can. But I got to do this first. And then I don't do that first. Um, and just overwhelmed a little bit. So we're going to get that up there. We will have uh, all of those on there for you. Plus, uh, you can grab it on the podcast. Um, I know I'm a day behind on the podcast. I completely forgot yesterday. You know what happened? Somebody brought in donuts. Don't do that. Don't bring in donuts to the office when I've got stuff to do because I just get excited. Got to go get some donuts. Uh, but we will have the podcast up for you as well. And we do have more candidates to uh, to hit up, and we'll get more of them. But we got to get involved. This is the most important thing. And it's not just in the local races we need to get involved. We need to get involved in all of our politics because if we don't, we get overrided. Hang on. we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Russ Show. Good morning. If it needs to be said, that's what we're all thinking. We're talking about it. This is the Brian Russ Show. Now, here's Brian on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning and happy Wednesday. We need to, like, call Wednesday something else. We need, like, a good name for Wednesday. I mean, we all know the one day. Hey, Mike, 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 Mike. Guess what day it is, Mike? 
I mean, we can call it that. But we gotta have something else. Can we make it food-wise? What could, seriously, I mean, we got Taco Tuesday, Taco Thursday. What can we do for Wednesday? It's gotta be something that kind of would, uh... see, now my brain is thinking, I'm thinking food, that's my problem. You know, all I had today was uh, this, it was like yogurt stick. And not like, you know, one of those things you throw in your kid's lunch pail. It was kind of like an adult version of like, it was a small little thing. I saw it at the gas station this morning and I just, I wanted to go a different route than my normal breakfast, which is usually like the, the, the uh, egg, egg and sausage croissant, which believe it or not. And and I got to say this from a gas station from circle K, it's actually really good. I'm, I'm impressed. So some of the other gas stations, and man, there's a lot of them popping up. You guys need to step up your game a little bit. But I had like, it was this weird like Greek yogurt, cheesecake, chocolate covered yogurt stick thing. It was bizarre and it sounds weird, but it worked. But I got to figure out what food group can we do for a Wednesday? And it's got to sound like with a W with a Wednesday. I don't know. Wheat Wednesday? Everybody have some bread? Well, that's kind of stupid. Uh, 233-9988. That is the number for the show this morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Waffle Wednesdays. Waffle Wednesday! Bam! There you go! That's perfect. I'm going to get some waffles. Got you covered, Brian. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. See, this is what I love about you guys. You always help me out when I have the brain farts, and now I'm excited. Waffle Wednesday, everybody. You know what's crazy, too, when it comes to waffles? Um, We all know the huge, enormous success of Waffle House. Have you ever had one of those moments where you kind of step back? And I don't know if you've ever paid attention to the the monster that is Waffle House. I mean, we know that it's everywhere. We know that Waffle House has the power now to actually influence, uh, you know, the the national uh, hurricane response where... They literally have, and it's so funny, some of my friends don't believe this, but it's true. They literally have a Waffle House scale to determine how bad a hurricane's going to be. And when it closes, you got to run. But it's amazing thinking about the success that has happened uh, with Waffle House. 233 is the number for the show. Good morning. Oops. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Lair. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Oops, I missed everybody. See? It's because I'm talking about waffles. Now all I can think about is Shrek. We can sleep over, and in the morning, I can make waffles. See, this is what happens when I don't eat. When I don't eat, I think about food, and I can't stop talking about it. 233-9988 is the number. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Hello? Hey, what's up? Good. How are you? Oh, not bad, not bad. I'm just uh, talking a little bit about your uh, the, what you say about all the wildfires in California. Yeah, the wildfires out there. Yeah, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. This is crazy. We talked about My that the other day. On that is, uh, all y'all, all y'all listeners need to look up geoengineering. Yeah, geoengineering. That's is, a real what thing. They're doing is they're spraying, yeah, they're spraying clouds and they're uh, killing all the wildfires and all the uh, artificial roofs and stuff like that. Yeah, there, there's a lot of things, and it's it, it, with the geoengineering argument. It's not a a one thing. There's so many things that they are doing um, with that, and people should do a little bit of research on that and check it out. Uh, you know, there it, there is the geoengineering where they're trying to alter the environment. Of course, you know, it's all part of, you know, the, the Green New Deal and climate change and blah, blah, blah. But uh, there's other things that they do that, you know, there's intentional neglect on certain things. And it, it's just, 
Oh, that's a rabbit hole, dude. It's a rabbit hole to get down into. Um, yeah. But it's yeah, true. So I, I like to ask you. Uh, I like to ask you one more other thing about these uh, elections coming up. Yeah. You know, no matter what, the candidate you had on the other day that said the Panama City is doing whatever they want to do downtown and everything else like that. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely correct. He's absolutely correct. Uh, this is a good old boy system. No matter what all these candidates do, that's the reason why they have a twenty-five percent turnout rate every year. They know that Panama City is never going to change because it's ran by a good old boy system. Well, you know, and and, and that is uh, that is partially true. I'm not going to argue that one because I think we all know. Um, but that also highlights the importance of how and why we need to get more involved. We really need to be more involved in our politics. And I know it's tough for for a lot of us, especially this audience, because we have things like. Oh, what's that R word again? Oh, yeah, responsibilities. Uh, so we're busy in life. But it, it is one of these things we really, truly do need to get involved. And, you know, there are obviously, you know, a certain section of our population that that really does the politics all the time. And it seems like it's hard for those not in that that circle to get into it. You know, you can find the right person to get into it. And if enough of us back that person, they can get in there. Um, but again, it's, it's one of those things where it just, it takes so much effort to do, uh, and it sucks because it takes so much effort. Uh, but you're right. You know, yeah, that, 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 there yeah, is that, 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 that element. That whole, that, yeah. That, that's just like an $8 million contract. I know one of them good old boys probably called up Royal America and said, come on and sign the contract. We got another one for you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this, this is why we got to get involved without a doubt. Hey man, thanks so much for the call. I do appreciate it. Have a fantastic day. We got to take a break for Fox news. Be our right back. Let me start off with two words. The Brian Rush Show. Play the radio. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Calling out the insanity of the left and doing it with a smile. The Brian Rush Show is back on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning and uh, thanks for listening. Speaking of technology and talking at your house, I posted this the other day. I didn't talk about it, but... I'm not sure if I should feel insulted or confused or what, but I have this, uh, I have a uh, Google home and you know, it runs a bunch of stuff and I, I haven't gone like full on tech crazy with it yet. And I'm emphasizing the yet, even though I complained about it, it'll probably be one of those things I'll do it. But I have this tendency to have, um, you know, my, my Google home actually, um, you know, wake me up in the morning. It's one of my multiple alarms that I use just to make sure that I'm up. Because when you get up as early as I do, sometimes you need a little extra encouragement. So I uh, will always tell it good night. I, uh, I ask it, hey, uh, do me a favor. Can you wake me up at uh, 2.50 in the morning? And it'll tell me. And I, I switched it to a voice that I really like. She's kind of pleasant to listen to. So it's kind of nice to go to bed and you you hear that and she tells you good night. But the other day, like out of the blue, normally it'll say, uh, you know, okay, uh, your alarm is set for 2.50 in the morning. And then I always talk back to it. And I'm like, well, thank you so much. And it replies to me. And it says, you're welcome, Brian. Just doing my job or something along that line. But I guess... I don't know what I, what you're gonna. Maybe I said good night or something, but um, it turns around and it goes, "Happy hibernating, Brian." And I'm like, "Happy hibernating." First off, who says that? Who says happy hibernating? Like, just say good night, sleep tight, don't let the bed bugs bite, something like. But happy hibernate hibernating. I wasn't sure 
if I should be insulted? Like, did, did my Google Home just call me fat? Like I'm a big bear or something? Hey, fatty, good night. Happy hibernating like a big old bear. I couldn't figure out if I was insulted or not. I don't know. I just, I don't know where that just came from, but it, it just reminded me. My house that talks to me. And sometimes I, I have some bizarre conversations with my Google Home. Especially when it doesn't answer correctly and then you kind of answer back and it, it can... It, me and technology, man. Sometimes we get along, sometimes we don't. Like, we literally will get into an argument. It's so sad. It's messed up. So, uh, speaking of food, I think we've got this narrowed down. Uh, thank you to the guy that called in and said uh, the Waffle Wednesday. Great idea because, look, Waffle House, you can get waffles any time of the day and night. But then, Casey, you hit me with another one, Cheese Wheel Wednesday. So we have to just combine that. We'll do a Cheese Wheel Waffle Wednesday. Because I like both. I like cheese and I like waffles. So this is like a win-win here. But I thought about this, you know, the rest of the time. What else do we have to do for the rest of the week? Obviously, we got Taco Tuesday. And really, you, should you have two different taco days? Answer to that question, yes, you should have seven days a week because I love tacos. But you really can't. You got to break it up just a little bit. So how about we do this? This will be our, our lineup for the week. You ready? Uh, Munchy Monday. Which that's just basically, let's get this week started and let's, it's depressing enough as it is. Just grab some munchies. Taco Tuesday, because things are getting a little bit better. Tacos, mm, yummy. Wednesday, we have our Cheese Wheel Waffle Wednesday. Thursday, getting closer to the Friday, but still not there yet. So it's got to be Tito Thursday. Who's with me on that? And then Friday, because of the fact that the weekend is here, uh, let's just go full on Fried Fruit Friday. Because it's also hard to say if you say it quickly. So there we go. Now we got this all straightened out. See, we're solving world problems here. 233-9988 is the number for the show this morning. And uh, good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Yeah, I wanted to comment on the, uh, the food for Wednesday. Yeah, what else you got? Let's add to this because I'm hungry and I'm getting ready to go I'm, eat. Right on. How about wing Wednesday? Pretty oh, simple. Why don't I think about wings? Sometimes I don't know. I thought about them as soon as you said that. I love them. Yeah. So, you know what? Actually, chicken and waffles, man. So now we can have our Cheese Wheel Waffle Wing Wednesday. Uh, there you go. I, think I, it up. I may have just gained a couple of pounds just talking about this this morning. I hear you, brother. I hear you. We're listening out here. Good job, man. Thanks, buddy. I do appreciate it. Have a fantastic day. I liked it. Now, this name is growing now. I mean, what a perfect one for Wednesday. Cheese Wheel Waffle Wing Wednesday. It sounds like a great restaurant. Who's in on that with me? Maybe even like a food truck. A food truck that just does Cheese Wheel Waffle Wing Wednesdays. Oh, my God. It's a million-dollar idea. I'm telling you. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> this show just completely went off the rails. I don't know what happened, uh, but it is what it is. Um so I'm dating again. No, I, I guess that the only relationship that I might have is is was with my Google Home. <laughs> that's like that's like the relationship that I've got because it's there. N not a real person, just. But then again, with AI nowadays, have you seen some of this crazy AI? I mean, it is insanity, and it's it's kind of scary too. Uh, there there's actually an app, and the only reason I know this, I'm going to clarify. The only reason I know of this app is because I saw the commercial for it on another app that I was on. But either way, it's an app that is like a virtual girlfriend or virtual boyfriend. It's like virtual dating 
without actually having a person. And I watched the video for the ad just out of curiosity because I was like, what? And it literally is an app that will have like full on conversations with you and you can talk to the app and it can be like you're, all I got to say is if, if you get to a point in life where the only relationship you can get is an app on your phone, we, we, need, we need to reevaluate some things. It's, it's not that important, but it was creepy. Like, I mean, the, apparently the app would also allow you to have some adult conversations as well. Not just simple things like, are those your underwear that are sitting on the floor? My bedroom. Probably. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So that and things like, hey, did you take the trash out? Uh, you do know that today is trash day, right? Well, I guess next week is going to be trash day, right? But it's insane to see some of that technology that is out there. And, and it's really there. Um, there's also technology, and I've seen this. Um, and I think this even, like, ramps up the, the, the creepy factor. And that is the, the robots. I mean, for a long time, there's been, well, you know, the love dolls. And that has gotten creepy. I remember it was, what was it? It was like maybe like 20 years ago, roughly, where uh, there was a Japanese um, doll that came out that um, it was really, really, really creepy. Like with the, yeah, it was just, ooh, it was, it was one of those, you just kind of looked at it and went, no. But now they've got like these robots that they are developing that can be a relationship. How do you break up with that? I mean, it might be easy. You just turn her off, right? Come here. What? All right, we broke up. It's just messed up. I don't know what's wrong. The, the show just fell off the rails. I mean, it fell off the rails more than Norfolk Southern. That's how bad this show just fell apart. I don't know what happened. Thirsty Thursdays. There you go. That's another one. The dog robots, those are those are actually kind of cool. I don't know if you saw those ones. Uh, they've got the dog robots over at um, at Tyndall. It's part of the um, the the security stuff, which are neat as all get out. That and there's a company out of Boston that was developing um, the the robot uh, dog thing. It's kind of neat. You know what I would like? Because uh, I mean, I love dogs, but I'm a cat guy because a dog for me is just not fair because of my work schedule. But if you were to actually have like the robot cats that would listen to you, you know, like, hey, get off the counter. And it actually gets off the counter instead of looking at you and going and knocks whatever's on the counter off. <laughs> Negative on the uh, AI relationship. I'll continue talking to myself. That's probably a good thing, actually. Thirsty Thursday. See, we're getting all we're solving all kinds of world problems here this morning. Um. I, you know what? I did actually have something serious I was going to talk about. Oh, yeah. Uh, Green New Deal. Green jobs. <laughs> I got to get this thing back on the rails a little bit. We need to go down the road. Um, the Green New Jobs. We, we keep hearing how uh, when the left goes off and they say, oh, we need to get rid of all the mining jobs. We need to get rid of all these, these dirty oiling jobs. And the response has been things like, well, learn how to make solar panels. Learn how to go get coding and all this other stuff. Well, now the Democrats are looking to give more U.S. green energy jobs to foreign workers and not American workers. 
There's a new pitch that's coming from the Democrats uh, for more legal immigration to the United States. Why legal? Why all of a sudden are we going to talk about legal? Just go to the border and say, hey, you, you want a green job? Come on. But apparently they've got a new pitch to have legal immigration to the United States, uh, which they want to team up with big business uh, to get more of these green energy jobs to be filled by the foreign workers rather than American labor market, which has been sidelined by the Democrats because we can't do oil. We can't do the energy that we've done for a long time. That makes sense, doesn't it? Hey, um, Americans, we're going to take away your jobs and the careers and things that you and your family have done for many, many years because, well, we don't like it. It's dirty for the environment and it needs to be a green job. And then you're going to turn around and not give these jobs to these people? Even after that was the answer that was given to so many of them? Hey, what are the uh, the miners going to, the coal miners in West Virginia going to do? Well, go learn how to code, which that's worked out for the tech industry, hasn't it? How many layoffs are we at now? <laughs> I don't think that worked out so well. But now that the uh, the Democrats want to actually give the, these jobs, and, and, and it's a pitch that they've been given to Joe Biden. They want to increase the legal immigration levels so that they can have these foreign workers do green energy jobs. Meanwhile, we have so many Americans that are out of work and we're getting flooded with illegal immigrants, which they don't want to talk about, but they want to talk about bringing in legal immigrants to do these jobs. And of course, we've also heard about how all these green energy jobs are great paying jobs. Then why not give them to the American people? I think that's a legitimate question, right? Why would it go to the American people? Oh, my God, those peasants. We don't want to give the American people the jobs. This is just the, the, the list of examples that I have as to why Washington, D.C. needs to be neutered is, I mean, it's, it's one of those big scrolls. You know the scroll that you see in the movie where they're getting ready to announce it to the king and it falls down and it rolls down the stairs a little bit and down the alleyway and out the door and around the corner? That's like the list that we are forming as to reasons as to why the states really truly need to take back the power and control that Washington has taken from we the people. Because it's a problem. It's such a huge problem. Anyhow, we got to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back in just a second. Hang on. This is The Brian Rush Show, and you're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. This is The Brian Rush Show. By the way, we're not responsible for detailing the inside of your car if you shower it with coffee after something he says. Now, here's Brian on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for listening. Happy Cheese Wheel Whiskey Waffle and Wings Wednesday. <laughs> this is getting better. This is getting better. I'm so hungry right now. It's ridiculous, too. So Ron DeSantis, I got to give him so much credit in so many different areas, but one of the areas I got to give him credit for is... the way that he will troll some of those on the left. Now, Donald Trump... Hands down, the king of trolling. I mean, he he would say some things and, and do some, that he was just the best at it. Ron DeSantis' approach, I love it because of the fact that it is, 
it is such a um it's it's very sly, very just did he just say that kind of way? Well, he's got a new one that he just hit uh uh President Biden with. And you know that uh what is it? Soccer player, tennis player, um the uh, uh what's his name? The the uh Djokovic, is that his name? I don't even know how to say his name right. Um but either way, um He's been denied once again to come into the U.S. because of the fact that he doesn't have his vaccination status. He's one of those players, the tennis champion, that said, uh, no, I'm not going to do it. And there was all this controversy before, and on and on and on. He can't come in. Ron DeSantis, in a, in just, this is great. He uh, wrote a letter Tuesday to President Biden over his unfair, unscientific denial of uh, Djokovic's entry into the United States due to his vaccination status and urging the president to grant an exception. Now, this sounds like, you know, just a, a, the type of thing that any one of these politicians would do. They would they would send a letter to the president and say, hey, would you, uh, would you consider doing a little bit of an exception on such and such? And, you know, just to make... No, he steps it up a little bit further. Steps it up further. And only Ron DeSantis could do this in a very classy kind of way. But he deemed the denial uh, to be unfair, unscientific, and unacceptable in the letter that he wrote to Biden and asking him and urging him to reconsider. And he said, it's time to put pandemic politics aside and give the American people what they want. Let him play. And he explains in the letter that he's already visited the states two times since the pandemic without any apparent health incident. And then he also says that it, it is also not clear to me why even by the terms of your own proclamation that he could not legally enter the country via boat. Now, there's a lot of disses in that. And if you remember some of the things that went on uh, with all of the, uh, the, the, the slack that Ron DeSantis got because of the fact that he kind of made the National Guard help out the Coast Guard with some of the boat things. And I love it. Of course, the sad part about that sarcasm is that I'm willing to bet, one, Biden wouldn't get it at all. I mean, come on, man. Come on, Jack. Why do we, why, why would we do a boat? You know, a boat is such an old, we, we, have, we have these new things that, with, with the, the things in, in my people, with the, 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 the planes, the, the airplanes that, you know, we send, you know, immigrants to the country with and the stuff. We, why, come on, man, we don't do boats. He probably wouldn't get it. And I'm sure none of the nitwits uh, in Washington, in, uh, in D.C., right there at, um, at the White House would also get that sarcasm. But that, that's the thing I love about Ron DeSantis. I love it when he drops those little bombs. That based on the terms of your own proclamation, he could not illegally enter this country via boat. Please confirm no later than Friday, March 10th, uh, 2023, uh, that this method of travel into Florida would be permissible. Because then all he's got to do is just, you know, fly into the Bahamas and jump on a boat and come on over to the U.S. right here to Florida. Come over here and play some tennis. But DeSantis also pointed out the hypocrisy of Biden's rules as he has allowed thousands of unvaccinated migrants to enter the country through the southern border. 
and uh, is deeming the vaccination, uh, the vaccine mandate on foreign travelers ungrounded in logic, common sense, and genuine concerns for the health and welfare of American people. And, of course, we remember with Afghanistan when we did the, hey, let's get out, let's leave now, leave everything behind. We brought people in that we don't even know their names, where they are, let alone their vaccination status. And yet the president, for some godforsaken reason, still won't let this champion, uh, you know, tennis player come in. I mean, what is it? Because he's got a Russian-sounding name? Is that what it is? Caleb Mayer is a, is a Russian spy. He's going to be, he's probably colluding with, uh, with, with Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis, and, and they're going uh, to steal the vote. It's so stupid. It really, truly is. Uh, but I love it. I, I can't wait to see and hear if whether or not uh, Biden will respond to Governor DeSantis's note by Friday. And if he doesn't, to, just to see what it is that, um, you know, Biden or not Biden, what uh, Ron DeSantis will say on Monday after not getting the letter. It's too much. It really, truly is. All right, that's it for us. We got to go. Brian Kilmeade is on the way next. Don't forget, uh, you can grab the podcast of the show at anywhere that you grab your favorite podcast at. Uh, plus, uh, we will work today to get caught up on all of the uh, the interviews up on Newstalk101.com for the uh, the municipal election. Make sure you're registered to vote for that, too. Uh, go to BayVotes.org for more information on that so that you know where you're going to vote, how you're going to vote, who you're going to vote for. It's very important. We got to do the research. Ryan Kilmeade is next. Do it again tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. WYOO, Springfield, Panama City. Northwest Florida's News Talk Leader and home of the Brian Rust Morning Show. We are News Talk at 101.